Hello, welcome to the Addison Recorded, the official podcast of the Addison Recorder. I'm Gina Waters, coming to you as always from the Podfort, and I'm joined by the lovely Meryl Williams. Um, we are covering season one of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the Netflix original series created by Tina Fey, and we've been recapping episodes week by week, do two a week, and this week we are discussing episode, is it seven, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. And um, we have a guest here in the pod fort, and that guest is... Alex Bean. I'm one of the, I guess, founders of the Addison Recorder, uh, at least one of the four original guys whose photo used to be somewhere on the website. Uh, and I, I still write for the Recorder, and I teach mass media, pop culture, and film at Harold Washington College down in the loop. So if you're one of my students, how did you find me? <laughs> Google. Yes, awesome. that's true. Um, we're totally going to tag Harold Washington in the, the metadata of this, pod, of this podcast. Um, yeah. So, yeah, legit credentials. We're glad that you yeah, could be here to... expert. Yeah, definitely. That's um, just going to go straight to my head. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you you are, like, a, a fan of, like, 30 Rock and stuff like that and kind of... Like yeah, this. absolutely. Uh, sitcoms in generally general are my bag uh 30 rock is a show i've probably watched every episode of about nine times if i was to guess wildly i uh, my wife becky is always watching new stuff always finding new tv shows to watch and i'm just like nah i'm gonna watch the venture brothers in its entirety for the second time in the past four years <laughs> i get like that with certain shows right it's like comfort food almost. it is yeah, yeah and i think that's actually kind of baked into how sitcoms are made they have a little story and it lasts 22 minutes and everything is resolved at the end of the 22 minutes and so you're yeah. just you can continue and feel good about your life not take you know scream into the void or something like that that's <laughs> as we are want to do yes. yeah exactly no i mean possibly <laughs> um so yeah what have you thought of Kimmy Schmidt so far, keeping in mind that, as you know, everyone knows, we are only watching a couple of these a week, even though it kills us. Right, yeah. Uh, I've been loving it. I uh, marathoned it back when it debuted, which is already like a month ago, which Oof, feels crazy yeah. to me. It was like March 6th, March I think. 6th. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we're recording on March 30th. Uh, I, I loved it. I loved 30 Rock back in the day, and when it was off the air, I actively missed it. Um, and so for, yeah, the Tina Fey, Robert Carlock style of comedy to be back on the air, I, I was completely on board with it. Uh, watched a whole bunch of it in one go. Um, and it was actually, it was delightful. Less than a month since I'd watched the series, I rewatched this episode yesterday. Loved it again. There nice. was, uh, yeah. Good replay value. Good replay value. It's a, <laughs> it's a show I'm, I already am sure I'll be rewatching again and again and again and again and again. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Especially because the season's so short. Yeah. It, it, you can get it done in a weekend. Plus, mm-hmm. it helps. This is actually my first note uh, on the episode that Ellie Kemper is a golden god. That's what I wrote. Ellie <laughs> Kemper is a golden oh. god. And so I'm just, I'm into watching her in like the whole run. Phenomenal work from her so far. So She is fun to watch. She is. Yeah. She has like really crazy facial expressions that I really enjoy. She's such a great physical comedian, yeah. but also yeah. just like her, she has the timing, she has the delivery, she kind of has yeah. like, the whole package. And that, that was stuff I always liked her on The Office, but she didn't get that much to Mm-mm. do on The mm-hmm. Office because she was on it when it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think when they figured out how good she was, they just threw everything at her and yeah. made her like a crazy person. Yeah. That didn't work either. No, yeah. yeah. Like a lot of characters on The Office, the character she started as in no way resembled who she was a year later, much less by the end of the show. So it was it was right. a disservice to how good of a comedic actor she was for that to be like her breakthrough. I'm really happy she's getting this shot. I, I don't know that it'll happen, 
I'm really cheering for her to win the Emmy for this. I bet yeah. Netflix, like, they've got a war chest and they want Emmys because it makes them feel valid. And so if they get mm-hmm. her an Emmy win for Best Actress, like, mm. I would be very, very pleased with that. All right. You call it a, call it a prediction now? I mean, she's <laughs> got to take down Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, which is no easy feat. That's uh, true. But I'm cheering for her. Yeah. I like her a lot. That would make me happy. Yes. She'll, I think she'll at least get a Golden Globe. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. Gold, Definitely nominated. I feel like she's for... It's just a Golden Globe since they divide... Wait, does the Emmys divide between comedy and drama? They do, yeah. They do. Just not in the movies. That's what I'm thinking. They actually just changed a bunch of rules about what counts as a comedy and drama. Orange is the New Black is going to be a drama from now on. Good. It should be. I was so confused that it was a comedy. A it's always about that. A that was that weird. was kind of light, but it was definitely It's a, a drama, drama with comedic elements, but I mean, like, even yeah. Mad Men has comedic elements, yeah. and that's... No one will call that a comedy. <laughs> Honestly, I've probably laughed more at Mad Men than yeah. I did at Orange. Is the I mean, movie. like we mentioned in our last episode, or two episodes ago, the not great Bob. I mean, that's like one of the funniest uh, things I've ever seen. And just watch that list. I love it so much. It's <laughs> anyway, 30 Rock and Mad Men, we could, the three of us could probably talk I'm about I'm sorry. That. I know. I've been reading about Mad Men all day today because it's like Mad Men week on Davy Club. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen. Anyway, this is not the Mad Men podcast as much as I wish that it was right now. That needs to happen. Yeah. That starts next week. Okay. <laughs> I would be really bad at that podcast. I'd be like, mm, John Hamm was so pretty in this I one. Sometimes I get distracted by his face. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know that. I'm like, he's yeah. a horrible alcoholic. Exactly. Just... Yeah, that's I fair. can't. Yeah. <laughs> Do not feel good about my feelings for for Don Draper. But yeah. um, so anyway, this is the show. Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy um, Schmidt. Yeah. I was heartbroken that my Julian theory fell apart. I, yeah. We I watched this really, separately, but I was very sad for you when he showed up. And yeah. Kind I, of annoyed. I liked, I liked the idea of marrying as a verb. Yes. And he, Julian did not marris. He appeared. Yeah. But there's still a tie-in to the Frasier Cheers universe which delighted me um because julian is played by an actor named mark Herlick, who's been on both wings and cheers which are wings cheers and frazier all the same creators and they all exist in the same universe and a lot of the characters did crossover episodes um he played different characters in wings and cheers but i just i have to believe that tina fey and robert carlock bring these people in on purpose you know it's like I've already forgotten his name, but the very elderly gentleman that she went on a date with and right. goes on a date, yeah. you know, same thing. He was on all three of the shows, I believe. Yeah. Um, and like of all the character actors out there, like they're picking these people on purpose. Like mm-hmm. they have to be like, a, you know, I just, I refuse to believe it's a coincidence. I'm a, I'm a Cheers conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> that is a niche. That is a very. We have, piece a, of pop we have, we have an online community. There are dozens of you. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally dozens. There are literally dozens of us. We see it's like the Illuminati, but we just see Cheers everywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there there are worse conspiracy theories. I, I do like the the idea of that is, is sort of a fun one because. I think Tina Fey and Robert Carlock have confirmed that Kimmy Schmidt and 30 Rock take place in the same universe. Yes. Someone and we know told Kelsey us Andrew. Grammer. That's right. Kelsey yeah. Grammer exists as a celebrity in that universe. So what does it say about <gasps> these people right. recurring from the uh, the Cheers verse? My mind yeah. is blown. I don't know. Plus, know. little shout out to my favorite pop culture theory. I was telling them about it earlier. The, the Westfall universe where all TV shows are connected <laughs> by crossovers and reality <laughs> itself is part of a TV narrative universe. Uh, I love so- it. Somebody somewhere in their basement has a giant like wall with like yes. strings, That's like always. connecting. Is it you? Might be me. It might be Alice. <laughs> no comment. 
we can't go to his house anymore. Um, <laughs> no one goes in that one room with the door Ooh. that's always shut. We do have an unfinished space under a staircase I could oh. use for that. <laughs> Plan it out now. I'm not sure why I'm bothering to buy string and paper when I can just do this on Tumblr, but we'll no, go. No, because Ooh. real crazies, real that's conspiracy crazies commits. do they do strings oh, yeah. and commit to the crazy. Yeah, if I'm gonna go all the way I need to commit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's the aesthetic of it. You need yeah, to really embrace true. the whole <laughs> It's a big part of being so. a conspiracy yeah. theorist. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so this episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all interrelated. It's true. Yeah. I love that. Is it, is it the cold open or where they're in like the French cafe? And, yeah, it's the cold open. Okay. Yeah. So they're sitting there in like this really nice area and Kip is like, oh, we can't afford to be here. And Titus is just like, no, we're just going to keep on faking it till we make it. <laughs> and they get out. He's got like a cardboard laptop with what what was taped to it like celebrity gossip magazines that was just monitored (laughs) instead of a screen and she pulls out a banana Banana. and starts treating it like it's a phone which I hope is a um, oh my god the kids song Um, banana phone yes I hope that was on purpose it has to have been on purpose I did not make that connection until you just said that and I'm super excited ring 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 ring, banana phone phone. this show works on so many levels it was a Raffi song Raffi yes and she's the right age to know that song I love it and this also could tie into my theory that Raffi plus alcohol equals Jimmy Buffett That's true. You said that at some point. Now, as soon as you said that, I was like, that, that is so, so true. Doesn't it? Right? They're if basically that, children's songs with was, alcohol. If that was my introduction to your conspiracy theorist uh, sort of approach to things, that would get Sold. me. Yeah. yeah. I would be like, oh, oh, tell me more. I yes. Know. You are. Trust me. It's, You're our leader now. Street corners. Yeah. I, I'm going to have a shirt made. Yes. <laughs> Well, I also like, uh, just really quickly, because I'm a nerd about these sort of things, the cold open, I always have a bit of fun trying to see how it ties into the rest of the episode, because yeah. usually it's just a little joke segment, yeah. but sometimes they set up themes, or the good shows set yeah. up themes there, yeah. and they definitely do in this episode, as we'll discover, keep listening, mm-hmm. um, but the cold open does tie into like the themes of the larger episode, which to me, yeah. mm-hmm. is a sign of good writing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I saw just kind of a throwaway scene that I enjoyed very much. But yeah, it does carry over to the rest of it. That's true, even yeah, though we fa- don't revisit that cafe. Pretending to be fancy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we've discussed before that, like, a theme of the show in general is the kind of whole, like, fake it until, until you, you make, make it. it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And also, we can't pass through the cold open without um, talking about their French, <laughs> which consisted of... Beauty and the Beast character names yeah. and Beyonce, which was fantastic. It just brings over water. Beyonce. Beyonce. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. It's a good way to get free water. And also Kimmy's choice of or wanting noodles and butter, which really struck a nerve with me because I feel like that's like the picky food, the picky eater food choice. Go to. Like children and, and children will order it, which makes kind of sense, but like adults yeah. who... I've known adults who, like, they want yeah. to go to a restaurant and order noodles and butter. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure I've had friends order it at restaurants, but I definitely had friends who couldn't cook anything except, like, except butters. that. Yeah. Butters? Well, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> noodles and I cook butter. a lot of butters. Mm, multiple um, butters. Well, I think it's one of those things people go to a restaurant that's a little outside their comfort zone, like like a um, like foreign food or yeah. sushi or something, and they're like, oh, does it have noodles and butter? Because they just, like, can't, mm. like, yeah. everything on the menu like, freaks them out. Right. So can you just give me some yeah. noodles and put some butter mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that my younger cousins... Did as children. I did it as a child, but right? Then I yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think I always deferred more to fried things, but that just says terrible things about my weight. Oh, <laughs> that's not just you, dude. No, 
My favorite food when I was a kid was literally fried chicken. Like I'd chicken fingers. Yeah, it's where it's at. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, chicken fingers. I was yeah. I was down with those. <laughs> yep. Great potting guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all talk about what we ate when we were seven. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, to get us back on track, Meryl, why don't you tell us about the Zan scene that you enjoyed so much? So we are pretty much all members of the We Don't Really Like the Zan Character Club, which is a long name, and we will not get a t-shirt that says (laughs) that. But yeah, we're kind of still not sure what she's doing with the show. She's as Gina said, just kind of like blatantly mustache twirling. And that's her one purpose for the show. Um, but she did have a killer interaction with Kimmy in this episode where she, you know, Kimmy's wearing what she normally wears. Cause she's basically a 14 year old girl stuck in the late nineties. And Zan says to her, Hey Kimmy, like 1996 called, they want their wardrobe back. And Kimmy's like, Hey Zan, twenty ninety called. You're dead, and you wasted your time on Earth. <laughs> Which is actually a much harsher burn. It is. That's yeah. like, sick burn. That yeah. is like soul shaking. Yeah, that that'll make you stop and think. And, and again, going back to Ellie Kemper as a god, the enthusiasm with which she sh- yeah. throws herself into just slamming this fifteen year old girl. Yeah, right? yeah. She, no holds barred there. That was yeah. a, that was a smackdown. Yeah, I loved it. I, loved it I so think much. part of what makes me resent Zan, other than the fact that she's just annoying, is that. I feel like with the premise of the show, Kimmy does not need a foil. Like she, the world is already mm. like the the, the yeah. earth, the world she lives in is her enemy. She has, yeah. she's a mole woman. She's, you know, psychologically 14 years old trying to make her way in New York. So I feel like thrusting another like villain in there or something else for her to like fight against. Yeah. It's in such an overt way. Right. It just feels like. It, it doesn't feel right to me. I mean, right. I, I might be in a minority thinking that, but she feels unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I would enjoy it if she was like a particularly great character or I really like the performance, but I don't like the yeah. character. I don't like the performance. I don't think she's necessary. It's like no. three strikes, you're out, Zan. Yeah, like I would care about it more if it was like Zan versus Jacqueline. Like that would be yeah. more interesting to they, me. They kind of abandon that yeah. like mm. right in the beginning. You know, they are like, almost never in the same scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, just now you saying that kind of makes me think that they constructed Zan as like a uh, like a black mirror of Kimmy in some ways because she's about the age Kimmy was when she was kidnapped. Yeah, and she's been through nothing. She's a pampered rich kid mm. and still is this cynical, awful human being. Whereas right. Kimmy's been through shit. Yeah, and is so much better a person even right. without what she's been through. But I think I think they're trying to do some contrast there as well she's, as some villain play. She's a little bit like the Bizarro Kimmy. Yeah, Kimmy. I think she is a little that, bit the Bizarro okay, that, Kimmy. That makes more sense to me. I still don't like her, but yeah, I, no, she, right. that validates her. Existence yeah, in the show. that's true. I think they haven't quite successfully pulled her off yet, yeah. but I feel like she at least has a functional role in yeah. the yeah. universe of the show. Maybe I'm just trying to apologize for that. No, it makes sense, and I think I think if it was <laughs> a different no, actor sorry. giving a different performance, I'd probably respond better. But there is just yeah. something about her. I mean, God bless her. I'm sure she's a very talented actor, but right. something about her in this just really grates. And I feel that way too, and I don't really know why. And I know that like my first thing that I said when I saw her was like. That girl is not 15, and I will continue to harp on that. But, um, yeah, Yeah. I agree with you. And it also was a heart. I know this is – I'm sorry. I'm just going to jump ahead, and please don't kill me. But, like, (laughs) once we see again when Kieran and Shipka appears a couple episodes from now, and you see how good a young actor can be. Mm -hmm. So comparing that to Zan, it just makes – the contrast makes it even worse. And I'm just like – she should have been playing Zan. <laughs> mad, mad props for Kieran Shipka. Yes, it's true. I know. I can't wait to talk about her. But anyway, I, know, um, I cheated. <laughs> 
yeah, so that was definitely yeah, the, that one line with Zan made up for her being in this episode for me, basically. She mostly but. does spend the rest of the time mustache twirling. Do I did, I did yeah. love the line at the end, skipping, speaking of skipping ahead, where she just kind of like tries to come on to a man like two times her oh, age. Yeah. And she's like, I'm basically a, what is it, like a sophomore yeah, now or something like that. Which, what just, this like, guy's mean? like in his 30s. Yeah, yeah. in his 30s. And I think, I, I mean, if she's a freshman in high school, she's... I mean, that's, I'm sure, a line she's used on seniors or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. but to his it, credit, he just rolls his he eyes. He just walks away. Yeah, which yeah. made me laugh. Yeah. Right. Um, that's true. That seemed kind of true to that, what that type of person would be trying to pull. Yeah, yes. right. And, yeah, actually, that, I don't know, that humanized her a little bit to me because I could be like, oh, yeah. Gross. It showed her being yeah. insecure and, right. yeah. and needy which, a little bit. When they do that with her, I it's find more her interesting. Mm-hmm. I yeah, when she's just being like nasty and rude and like I don't care about I you. I will just say no spoilers. I'm curious <laughs> to listen to your thoughts on some later episodes this season. Oh, I'm if hoping. she gets better, by all yeah. means, I will. Uh, I'll change my yeah. tune. Yeah, and and um, I mean, I would have to rewatch it to have full insights. But I'm curious to listen. I'll say all I'll right. say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. Um, yes. um, we should also mention, like we were saying about the, the cold open that kind of hints at this is the kind of theme of the episode is pretending to be someone you're not, there's very, you know, very overt Cinderella themes. Um, yeah. you know, Kimmy pretending to be Kimmy Tiara Von Lobster <laughs> so she can hang out with the rich people. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, cause, and it's very much like something a teenager would do, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like, she's trying on these personas, like all yeah. the stuff we all did in like our twenties, we got she's out of our just systems. doing it now and very clumsily. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's very interesting to watch her, mm-hmm. you know, kind of try to do those things. Things. Like, I remember the first time I was at, like, a fancy party or at a wealthy person's house and just feeling like, you know, like, I felt like I was, like, an elephant wearing, like, body armor. Like, yeah. I just felt yeah. so, like, uh, ostentatious and out of place. And yeah. Uh, I remember, I think it was Todd Vanderwerf, who's the culture critic at Vox.com, like, 10 years ago. He wrote something about how, like, college TV shows are hard to pull off because it's college is when a bunch of people spend four years trying on different personas until yeah. they figure out who they are yeah. and that's it's hard to craft a narrative out of that for a tv show yeah oh which is why freaks and geeks is better than undeclared I, i'm pretty sure that's what the conversation was about oh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's everyone's very chameleon like in college yeah you know, just kind of being like am i this type am i this type am i this type and yeah. so it, 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 it's interesting that that narrative actually is maybe more interesting by somebody out of that scenario yeah. watching by, a 30 year old woman yeah kind of go yeah. through that like you know, late teens, early twenties, kind of angsty. But who am I? Yeah. Though she's much more peppy about it than most. Yes, yeah, that's true. Girls. She's she never goth really. phase. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she does. I hope they'll do an episode of her going through a goth. Phase. Oh, I hope so. That would be fantastic. I do like her Palm Pilot reference, <laughs> and I remember when my parents had Palm Pilots, so and I was funny. in high school. I think my aunt gave yeah. me a, a what, what were they called? Uh, there was an acronym like personal. Oh, yeah. PDA. PDA. Yeah. Oh, they gave me a PDA God. when I was in like seventh grade. And I remember my even parents at the time being like, what is the point of, what is my schedule? Yeah. <laughs> like go, go to, to school. school. <laughs> Come home from school. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good at that. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was her idea of being fancy. Right. She said something like, my assistant put the wrong time in my palm pilot. She's like <laughs> laughed. <laughs> Thing I people enjoy, say. Uh, the, both the fake rich people and the real rich people had the most <laughs> hilarious to me, like like that rich laugh that they have a yeah. couple of the characters do oh, yeah. that's like completely right. artificial. Yeah. 
I, I died. Like, hi, yeah. hi, I'm laughing. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of the, uh, the the Crown Prince Habsburg from the one episode of 30 Rock. Oh, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman's. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh God, uh, that really bothers me. Yeah. yeah that was <laughs> but that seems sort of like ridiculously, like right. almost inhumanly out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was, as we were talking about off mic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, about like the more farcical elements of this. And Alex, I know you had a theory about that. And I also noticed that um, I, with the Pagliacci score playing, mm-hmm. it had that very like opera kind of feel to it, like the ridiculous plot lines mm-hmm. and the, you know, that was, that was the theme I kind of picked up on, but you had a different take on that. Yeah. It occurred to me watching this again, that in a lot of ways, this episode felt like a screwball comedy and screwball comedies were um this is me being a film history teacher excuse me for a moment go actually. for it um screwball companies were really big in the 30s and 40s and usually they were about clever poor people who kind of pulled one over on the rich people that they were interacting with and usually there was a lot of like faked identities or mistaken identities and it usually turned into a farce and there would be like physical humor and stuff like that and i feel like this uh episode played that up to a t you had uh, both Titus to an extent and Kimmy definitely ch- pretending to be people better, air quotes, better than they were. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of, like, the romantic subplot with Jacqueline, well, the affair and, like, mm-hmm. all this, like, it gets ridiculous and ridiculous and ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but it still winds up with the, I guess we'll say poor people, Kimmy mm-hmm. and Titus, as kind of victorious because they were clever enough to, like, pull off being mm-hmm. in the situation or at least trying trying to be in the situation, whereas the rich people just kind of come off as faintly ridiculous. Yeah. And it struck me as a very screwball thing. And so that's my shout-out to screwball comedies. We, we love you bringing up, baby, and the lady. <laughs> you inspire us even today. And I think, too, like, the definitely Tina Fey has a... There's a recurring theme in both 30 Rock and this of, like, rich people being, like, morally bankrupt, morally devoid. Yeah. You know, like, Meryl, you caught the line about the how Julian was um, off whale exploding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she well, really paints, you. like, I mean, Jack was a somewhat sympathetic character on 30 Rock, but still, she always, you know, they always talked about him doing, like, horrible things, you know, like, right, weird yeah. things. And uh, yeah, it's, the like... country just for rich people. Yeah. yeah like, she right. really um, kind of goes after the wealthy in, in all of her... Her shows and, and paints mm-hmm. them as cause I think also that Kimmy and Titus are victorious because in this universe, you know, less wealthy people are morally superior and they mm-hmm. win because they aren't tainted by wealth. Yeah, I think money. that's like a, a theme as well. Yeah, they, they like the, the, the rich snobs at the party, they seem almost like morally compromised. In some ways, or at least like their humanity is compromised, or is because Kimmy and Titus are still tr- striving. I mm-hmm. guess we might say, yeah, mm-hmm. they're we're on their side. Yeah, and there was the joke at the party that really made you cringe. I hate that joke. <laughs> it was a fucked up joke, you guys. It's not like that. Just say that. Earning, Earning that. that explicit. Yeah. I was not happy with. It. I can't even repeat it. But like, okay. yeah. Well, I, you've seen the episode. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. It had to do with the president, and you Meryl know. is real upset. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> That's true. You were that you have a, a fair defense. So why don't you share? Well, I, I was. Yeah. I, the, I'll do it. Marijuana. It's a, a out of touch rich guy who says to Titus. I think. I don't think Titus somebody, is in that no, it's scene. Not Titus, it's somebody. They, they, he says to a person that of color, be... "You look dark enough to be the president," which is an awful joke. Right. Uh, I think it's fairly clearly we're supposed to be laughing at this asshole rather than at that joke. Um, yeah. But it actually goes back to, uh, it reminded me when you guys were talking about the episode, the previous episode of Jacqueline that revealed she was a Native American, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where the joke almost seems to be on the like traditional depictions or the traditional way of talking or yeah. thinking about those sorts of people or jokes or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. I mean, it's definitely, that's not a good joke. 
But it's funny to laugh at the person telling the joke. Right. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I feel like for me, it hits a little too close to home where I'm just like, people really would say that. Oh, they do. And Yeah. People do say that. And and that's what I think, too. It's the the rich thing. Like, you know, like in private quarters behind closed doors, people say racist stuff about the president. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I think she's trying to show that kind of moral inferior, you know, status. The ridiculousness Mm -hmm. of it. But on right. a later note, there's a makeover montage, <laughs> yeah. which I am such a sucker for. I don't care. I mean, if House of Cards did a makeover montage, I would be like, Oh, my yes. God. I hope I that If it's set to music and someone's getting a makeover. Mm, who would get a I makeover on House of Cards? Well, it's definitely Kevin Spacey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Robin Wright does not need a makeover. <sighs> She's flawless. She is flawless. <laughs> I'm trying to Rolodex other characters from that show in my head. Mm, yeah. Um, Not all the ladies on that show. Yeah. Yeah. But what can you really do with a guy? I mean, it's like put a different suit on it. Yeah, that's boring. That <laughs> Women make much more interesting makeover candidates. Yeah. Oh, speaking of makeovers, should we discuss the contribution to the pod fort? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was my yeah. gift. A makeover. I, I I did makeup for Gina. Yeah, so he gave us both makeovers. We look amazing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, my, my my pod fort gift contribution, I guess, uh, in honor of Kimmy wearing gigantic men's workout shorts as a dress <laughs> at the party. Um, that made me laugh because I own several of those shorts. And I brought one of them along. You can see the stains from painting. Um, <laughs> and she wears it as, as a dress. And there's actually a whole tumbler out there of men wearing <laughs> gym shorts as dresses. And I will say... I can pull it off. There will be a picture accompanying this episode that says I can fit into these shorts and wear them as a dress. Yep. Yep. So that's my contribution to the pod for it. Um, I, I hope you ladies like it. Yeah. Hope it inspires your fashion sense. <laughs> it's the first. I would not have pegged you as our first fashion-related contribution. That's true. Yeah. I guess I'm a surprising person. <laughs> you contain that badge of honor. There we go. Again. I need to guest on podcast more. It's really good for my ego. Yes. Uh, well, Meryl... To wrap up, before we go too long, do you want to hit him with our famous three questions? That's true. Um, so we ask all of our guests. By the way, thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, Pretty yeah. excited. It was fun. Uh, awesome. We want to know, first off, what are what is one show that everyone, people you like, respect and like, that they tell you you should watch the show and you just can't get into it? Okay. Um, I, I warned on Twitter about this uh, last week because I'm a loyal listener and I have to talk back. Uh, but I think if I had to narrow it down to one, uh, I'm, I'm going to alienate the person to my left and say probably House of Cards. I haven't watched it religiously. I've only seen like most of the first season and like bits and pieces from here on, from there on. But it's uh, like it's not a bad show. I wouldn't say it's a bad show. I would just say I think it's probably overrated. Watching it, I tend to kind of like yell at the TV and be like, nobody does this. You're not a real person. This isn't how politics work. This is a silly show. That's usually my main complaint. When Becky has it on, I'll usually just kind of storm out of the room and be like, this is so silly. Well, thank Uh, God, right? Yeah. (laughs) That is one of those shows that to me is like an opera. It's like Faust, basically. Yeah, it feels very operatic. And I can get into stuff if they feel operatic and I like, I, I, I like, it just doesn't quite reach the point where it like grabs me enough mm-hmm. for me to forgive it of that. T- to me, it feels like Veep without the jokes a lot of the times. Mm. Um, and that, I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world to be. There are obviously worse shows, but like Kevin Spacey won a Golden Globe for it a couple months ago, and I saw a couple people on Twitter like freaking out, like Francis Underwood. And I was like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm using my best Twitter side eye right now. Uh, <laughs> side eye on Twitter. Um, so I, I would probably go with House of Cards. It's not bad. Uh, just probably not an Emmy nominee, if yeah. you were asking me. Not your fave. Not your fave. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Gilmore Girls, and no, I just have to punch I, you in the face. I yeah. like Gilmore Girls. I like Gilmore Girls. Hey. Uh, I can sing the theme song as Becky discovered last month. She, <laughs> Becky marathoned it and just randomly I started going like, if you're out on, on the, the road. road. Becky looked at me like I had just grown antlers and was yeah. like, what is happening? And I went, how are you surprised by this? I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Gilmore, Gilmore Girls is legit. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, if you had said it, Meryl, Meryl has access to your microphone cord and you would have gotten unplugged. I'm like, oh, oh, where'd Alex go? I don't know. Crazy. Oh, well, he had to leave. I'm anyway. Oh, I'm bye. Not, I'm not quite that big a troll. Okay. <laughs> Though I do have to call out Kevin Triscuit. Bad mouthing bad men. Yeah. Well, we tried. Oh. We tried. To I know. That's true. You kicked him I, out. I he did say he reads our columns every week. So that's okay. something. But still. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you're on notice. Well, so far, everyone who's come in here has said a show that I like, other than Alex, with the other Alex, with Big Bang Theory. That's true. Because Tahiti said no House of Cards as well, and oh, Kevin yeah. said Mad Men, and you're in House of Cards. be more original then. Start saying more shows that everyone loves. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, let's just think of Gina's favorite shows and say we don't like them. That's true. Like, we hate cheers. Fuck. Those are fighting words. I, I, okay, I'll you can this. have a runner I've up. Got a, if I've you got want. a runner up. Uh, I know several people who really like the Mindy Project, and I've never really gotten again. It. One of my favorite shows. Uh, there's oh. a lot of shows like it that I enjoy, but when I watch the Mindy Project, I'm just like, I'm not laughing enough, and the show is so inconsistent. <laughs> it's so like if you go back and think about what was happening, in, like the pilot or the first couple episodes, and you compare it to like the end of season one or the middle of season two or the end of season three, and you're like, was this seven different shows and they just uh, used the same yeah. title? It's I not bad. That. Again. But but uh, calling out here, Chris and Christina, uh, some of our co-writers, they really love Mindy Project, but they will not watch Happy Endings or New Girl. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, folks. see, I like both of those. I've not watched a lot of Mindy Project, so I can't really speak to that. I like how you're just like, yeah, literally, and Gina's just literally like, emotionally yeah. battered. There are like five shows I keep up with, and so far three of them have been people like, gonna shit on all the show with Gina, like, <laughs> like, man, my friends all suck. I know. I'm like, maybe I have bad taste in television. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, taste anyway, is awesome. Question before two. I cry, question That's two. That's true. <laughs> um, okay, so Gina came up with this one. I like it a whole bunch. So pretend that Alex Bean is a character on a TV show. Or a movie, who would play Alex being the character? I feel like this is just me massaging my own ego. Um, Are you say Louis? It, yeah, Louis. Oh, you really? That's Louis hilarious. CK, I, I yeah. could see that. Um, I've, I've had people tell me, like, they've watched Louis and felt bad for me. <laughs> Like, they so identify me with the character, or, like, I look... How do you I, feel about that? I mean, I love the show. It's my favorite show. And so I, I hear that, and I'm like... Okay, I'll take that as a compliment, yeah. I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say Lucy okay. I mean, we definitely have the same physique and the same hair line. Uh, he <laughs> held on to his hair longer than I did. No. Uh, so props to him. I think you guys' voices yeah. sound similar. Do you think that? Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you guys were saying before we started that I sounded like Pert Happily. So that's true. That's another Do, but it's because, Do you because <laughs> you were stating something that you were doing. In I think that's, check. that's what triggered it. That's true. The story of this question is that my answer is Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's wonderful. <laughs> Heard Happily is one of my very favorite things. Oh, my God. Uh, I love get off on so much. You heard with Purd heard. is the greatest joke of all time. Yeah. I love the flashback <laughs> all time. where he has all the, like, time. Arsenio Hall haircut. Yes. 
Oh, oh my God. I'm crying. All right. All right. Okay. Before we get off on Parks and Recreation, yes. that could easily happen. Yep. The third and final question is our most controversial. We have a tally going. So far, it's unanimous. <laughs> what is it, soda or pop? It will continue to be unanimous because it is pop. Wow. We are four for four. I, I, we, we, we are recording in the from... Midwest. To be, mid, Midwest? We're Midwest. Freudian slip. <laughs> yes. You can, there's Very actually, restful here. I've been waiting to... I hadn't tweeted this. I've been waiting to tell you guys. There's actually maps that will geographically show you where people call it pop, where people I've call it soda, and where people call it Coke. That's the South, like south? Texas. The South. Yeah. They call everything. Texas? They'll be like, they'll be like, I want a Coke, and then the waitress will be like, What kind? They'll be like Sprite. What? They just, yeah. Coke is just the. I've never the actually default. experienced that. But so yeah, weird. everything that is called a Coke. I heard that was like in Georgia, that was a thing. Isn't that where Coca Cola is? Yeah, yeah. I think it yeah. might yeah. be. Maybe I've heard Texas is like the only place Crazy. I know for sure that they do that. But I don't that's, even, that's so even Sprite is Coke. That makes weird. that make. I mean, soda and pop. I can see an argument either way, but Coke, that's just nuts. It's definitely pop to me. Confusing. Yeah, it's really confusing. I want Coke. What kind of root beer? What? Those are two different drinks. But yeah, I mean, I grew up in Detroit or outside of Detroit, and so like Fago Pop. Was yeah. a big oh, part. We of talked about Fago last that's time. Rock and rye. What is rock and rye? What is the flavor? I don't know. Can you describe it? Yeah, describe it because I like, I tried um, to describe it and Tahiti mercilessly mocked like me. Root beer, <laughs> yeah. but I know I said like Dr Pepper and like red? it's red. It was no, red? well, it's, it's red. It's not color. as red as the red pop. No, it's red pop just tastes like. It's more of a maroon color red. I can't. I'm terrible at describing tastes. Apparently, yeah. um, it tastes. It red. tastes like red. The story of this segment is that I can't describe my palate. Uh, One can describe rock and rye. I googled it. Okay, I will. I will admit this. I googled it and I couldn't come up with a definitive answer. Some people said it's cherry and vanilla, which I was like, no, that is false. That is incorrect. <laughs> That's a lie, internet. Because Fago doesn't disclose it, but it is like. It's like how would you describe? How would you describe Dr Pepper? Like you can't really describe that flavor. It's like red. Rock and rise like that, but it's like a reddish Dr. Pepper. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, but it doesn't taste like maybe, Dr. Pepper. Oh, wait. Okay. Like cherry root beer? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I kept trying to say like almond. It has like an almond oh, flavor. That's, yeah, that's good. I, uh, another quick shout out to my upbringing in Detroit. Uh, the best possible thing you can uh, that can go along with pop is better made potato chips. Oh, of course. Available only in Michigan. And they're the mm-hmm. greatest potato chips that have ever been made. Yes, mm-hmm. I would agree. With that. I down way too much of them when I'm back home at the holidays. Well, bring them back next time. No. I will. Yeah, bring us no, I definitely will. Nice. That's my whole vacation. <laughs> Just potato chips. Yeah. Get a bottle doing. your assignment next time you go home, and I'll do the same. It's a bottle of rock and rye. And some better movie. Yeah. Supposedly, I, my mom actually sent me this article last month. People from Metro Detroit eat twice as many potato chips per capita as the rest of the country. That and makes I was sense. Like, Have you looked at most people in Metro yeah. Detroit? I was like, yeah. You know, I, I read that, and then I look down at my gut, and I'm like, whoop, <laughs> yep, okay, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I think Michigan for a while was like the third most obese state, I think. It, yeah, After like bad. Mississippi and something else. Mississippi is always number Big one. Problem. Poor Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Oh, I've never actually been there. I haven't either. I'm talking crap like I know I've done. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Titus yeah. is from Mississippi. He, that is true. <laughs> that show. This episode, he says something about, like, I'm from Mississippi. I know a lot about, like, Confederate battles. Oh, yeah. And, if there's right. a Confederate. Folk music or something. Yeah, it is. When he says yeah. there's a Confederate flag and on your, your state, state flag. flag. Yeah. You know a lot of, like, I know about golf and God, what was the other something thing? else. Oh, that was such a good joke, yeah. too. That was, a good yeah. that was a good one. Oh, man. It's been, yeah, it it actually makes sense that Titus would be a transplant like that. Like, he's a a, a personality that could not exist as he is in yes. Mississippi. He's oh, a good yeah. New Yorker in that way. No, the state would have just naturally expelled him like a <laughs> rocket. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, I think we got to wrap it up now. But thank you very much for joining us in the pod for it. Absolutely. I loved it. Awesome. Um, before we forget, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, plugs, yes. plugs, plugs, plugs. Yeah, Time plugs. For plugs. I need plugs on my head. <laughs> um, yeah, so I write at the Addison Recorder. Uh, Becky and I, this week, my, my wife Becky and I, were finishing up our Mad Men rewatch that we've been doing for the past two months. Seven seasons and seven weeks. Uh, and we finish up, uh, we're publishing Thursday. And I, uh, I write regularly for the Recorder. Uh, sports and TV and movies and that sort of st- uh, fun stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at abeantweeting. Uh, which I'm, I'm very happy to have a last name that's a noun. It makes puns on, for Twitter handles very easy. Uh, and you can track me down on Facebook, uh, but Twitter is probably a better way to just randomly find me if you listen to the podcast. Um, and yeah, beyond that, uh, the recorder, Twitter, probably yeah. the best places. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I've really been enjoying reading the Mad Men series. They're mm-hmm. super fun. I'm glad. Yeah. It's actually, it was interesting. Last week I went back and read like our first article and I was like, this seems so long ago. Yeah. But uh, like you can, two months. You, like mm-hmm. even... This is going to sound like I'm talking up my writing. I'm not. Uh, just, just like seeing the continuity and what we've addressed in mm-hmm. the articles because that's what's important in the show, and you can see how well constructed the show is. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to these last episodes, and I get the feeling that uh, Mad Men hasn't moved me to tears before, but I get the feeling that the end of Mad Men might make me sort of weepy. The last no. show that made me weepy when it went off the air was actually 30 Rock. Uh, the was a good finale. Liz's Liz's yeah. wedding, and when they adopted the kids, no, that looked just crap. like Jenna and Tracy. I cried too. Yeah. I forgot and then about that. Uh, the finale, which was just such a big love letter to television, and I watched so much television that I couldn't help but be in no. love with them being in love with it. I was a sobbing mess. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, Mad Men isn't quite as sentimental, obviously, but I'm, sure. I'm looking forward to some emotional upheaval. Yeah. Well, that's something to look forward to. Big, big props. <laughs> big props Yay, to emotional yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I'm, yeah, you can find me at the Addison Reporter as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Meryl Williams. That's M-E-R-Y-L Williams. And uh, Gina, where can we find you on the internet? I am at MercuryMurray5 on Twitter. And I'm also, you can find me on Addison Recorder. Um, yeah. And we also have an email address if you want to reach us there, addisonrecorded at gmail.com, um, or tweet at either of us individually or the Addison Recorder. We yeah. will get it. Um, yeah. And how about our theme song, Meryl? What yeah. What you say about that? We love our theme song. I, Special. Oh, yeah. I so gotta... look forward to, this, to the music every time I listen to these. Yay. It's a great song. It's, yeah, super catchy. We love John Grimile, who's also a writer for the Addison Recorder. And his band, The Pleasure Centers, gave us permission to use this song. And it's called Baby Etc. And you're listening to it right now. You can find them at soundcloud.com slash the pleasure centers. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.